Ah, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right, lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast for the people, by some people, with your hosts Thorn and Fist. Hey, ballers! Welcome to another riveting episode of Lagging Balls, the only podcast in the universe where it's okay to say "peeny dingles" in the opening line. Pretty sure it's not going to be riveting, and I'm also pretty sure that any podcast could perceivably say peeny dingles whenever they want. I don't understand why you have to contradict everything I say on this podcast. I'm just trying to be realistic and objective. How is that helping me? Well, I can't just agree with everything you say. Yes, you can. Oh, okay. Great. So you're joining us all the way from New Jersey tonight. Hi. Hi. We're not actually in the same bathroom. Different bathrooms. I'm in the Jersey bathroom. Funny. Okay, (laughs) so... (laughs) Um... Just before uh, we have our second installment of um, Overwatch tips, this week we have um, some defense character tips with Understand and our friend Juden. Um, But before we get into that, we just wanted to announce, uh, finally, that um, we have been in cahoots with Con Before the Storm, and they asked us to design some t-shirt designs for uh, t-shirts. (laughs) <laughs> that uh, um, that you can uh, get when you pledge $75 and up um, on their Kickstarter. Okay, well, for anybody who doesn't, it is a right group of podcasts who are holding a pre-BlizzCon day where they're doing a mini convention for podcasters in particular and all the fans of all the shows. And so, artists. Yes, I'm sorry, you're right. And an artist, of course, that's a big, big, huge chunk of it. Um, so it's just this great group of people who have gotten together, put this whole thing together. It's a few years running now. It's called Con Before the Storm. It's a great name. Um, and we've gotten involved with them this year, um, ever since we had the fine folks from uh, um, Ask Mr. Robot on. V from Ask Mr. Robot. So there are seven t-shirt designs, and we designed two of them. Ours is the Blingtron-themed one and the uh, show helm, show cloak, show shirt-themed one. So, um... You don't have to pick ours, but uh, we would encourage and uh, delight in you pledging uh, anything you can to Calm Before the Storm. It's a really great thing for people in the community to do and to go to and to be a part of. So we will have the link to that in the show notes. Yeah, and there's a lot more that you get out of it. Um, just just as a side note, that's we're, we're, we're involved with them in as much as we're going to the thing and we're helping them with these sorts of designs. And we love them. But uh, mm-hmm. we're not. We're not like. The, the, if you look at the Kickstarter, they're actually very clear about how nobody nobody makes any sort of monetary benefit out of this. You're not. Uh, you're not paying people Absolutely. by being a part of this. So that's. I think one of the reasons why it's worthwhile. The other reason is just it sounds like a damn hell ass party, which is awesome. It is a damn hell ass party. Yeah, and even if you can't come. Uh, because obviously only certain people are going to BlizzCon, others aren't. They have these gift packs that they send off. So, um, you know, just take a look because it might be of interest to you. Um, and if not, no big deal. Um, but at least look at our, like, t-shirt designs because yeah. this is a great drawer. Thanks. I tried really hard. And they're funny. Really, really hard. You could wear my <laughs> so artwork hard. on your chest and then do whatever you want to it and do whatever you want <laughs> while wearing it. and. <laughs> Do whatever you want when you take it off, too. I don't care. Do what you want. <laughs> In fact, wearing one of our shirts doesn't necessarily mean you have to be wearing pants. I would encourage you not to wear pants, in fact. Yes. 
Yes. And with that note, um, let's get into the Overwatch tips. <laughs> Speaking of no pants. <laughs> All right, ballers, this week we have Understand back again and our friend Juden here with us to talk about some defense heroes in Overwatch. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. Hello. Hello. G'day, Koba. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Did you just give a Junkrat line that you said they don't actually say in Australia? G'day, Koba. Yeah, no one fucking says that in Australia. You just said that, and you're in Australia. <laughs> yeah, but we do it. Uh. Not <laughs> no. even ironically. Uh, we do it ironically, but you know, no one says fire in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> they do now, probably. Well, maybe you do in certain situations. Maybe it's fire in your hole specifically. Heyo. Hello. Wait, hey. what's he what's he saying now? Like, good day, cobber. C O B B R. Cobber? Like, like, like corn on the cob? Uh, I actually have no fucking clue. Give me a sec. Maybe cobbler, <laughs> as in making shoes? I Do thought they make cobbler, a lot of shoes in as Australia? in like a cherry cobbler? Like Oi. a delicious Ooh. dessert? Cobbler. Did you, cobbler. Find out? Cobbler. Did you find it out? Yeah, it's like short for mate, but like, I don't know what part of fucking Australia people say cobbler. Definitely Wait. not in the civilized, like, city part. Wait. Wait. <laughs> mate is like one syllable. Whereas cover is two, and like yeah, but you say it as quick as mate. You say cover. I know, but how's that like short for something that's already short? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. The, okay. Hey, All right, defense yet. heroes, huh? Yeah. So let's start with everybody's favorite, Bastion. Favorite. You can tell by the pause that, that that's not true. <laughs> I mean, well, sometimes. It's really satisfying to switch to Bastion at the end of a, a map when all hope seems lost and you just sort of set up in the corner and you start mowing people down. I can agree, I can agree. He's a, he's a good surprise hero, like all of a sudden. Yeah. You have a Bastion and they have to switch. As much as people like to talk shit Bastion, he's really, really useful in certain situations and... Um, setting up and charging that ult into like a huge push is like so strong man like they have to force the support ult like Lucio to deal with just your like left click damage in your ult because it's so strong it's ridiculous that's true um, so uh, what tips do you have for us understand so you you can start uh, going into your turret form while in midair so let's say there's some enemies around the corner you can jump, and while you're jumping, you press shift, and you get into your turret form. That gives you a few more precious moments, so you can start firing on them. And that's always useful, because um, if you want to get like really good at Bastion, if you want to be start playing like Attack Bastion or like King of the Hill Bastion, oh, you need to be mo If you want to be really good at Bastion, you turn it up and left click. And you left click, yes, but... <laughs> movement based with Bastion and like playing King of the Hill and stuff you always need to be moving so you can turn it up over here and jump over here and surprise him from the back and stuff like that also with his alt he uh, turns into a little tank right mm -hmm. and uh, you can rocket jump with his uh, explosions oh yeah you can That's so pretty sweet. it's uh, like a traditional rocket jump you just jump in the air turn around shoot at your feet and then move back forward and you can get up to really high places, actually, as him, which oh, is horrifying. Dude. And he has there a very really large is. health pool, so you can 
you can sacrifice some health to get up the people. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Uh, another interesting point is um, the reload animation during turret form is slightly. Um, wait, um, Jesus Christ. It's quicker to swap forms than it is to reload in turret animation really? form. So instead of. Um, yeah, instead of hitting R, just like double tap shift and you're instantly reloaded to four. So if you really want to be a dick, like do it like efficiently. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very weird. A lot of classes like that, they like for example, Mercy, if you switch to your staff and then go to your gun, start shooting things, then switch to your staff, like you're reloaded again. Same with things like Torbjorn and stuff. It's yeah, very weird. Uh, uh, even even Reaper you can do that it's when he throws down his guns for that animation. Yeah, the animation canceler. <laughs> It instantly brings two fresh guns, so instead of having to watch the guns fall down, you just melee attack and instantly have two loaded shotguns. My god! It's so easy to be a dick! You guys are dicks. I know, right? I love it. Professional dicks, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm not yeah. paying you for that. So I just wanna, I wanna go back to what you said about Bastion, um, cause you mentioned it in passing, but I feel like it's another tip that's really useful, so... Um, one of the ways in which I originally played Bastion was to turret up somewhere uh, where you're defending, like, for example, the Temple of Anubis on the, well, actually, honestly, either point, um, you know, there's a lot of choke, especially the second point, the latter point, there's just a lot of choke right there. So sure. lots of long sight lines and just lots of space to just mow people down. However, it's one thing to sit there and turret up and you'll get kills. It's not like you're not going to. You're going to either way because you're Bastion, which is one of the reasons why people hate, hate him. But the thing that you mentioned about ways to turret up in the air and everything like that, you mentioned it in passing that, you know, you could turret up over here and then move around and then turret up over there. And the whole idea, if you even just take out the jumping part and turreting up in the air, just the idea of moving from place to place and being the turret here and then being the turret over there and then being the turret over there. When I'm trying to anti-Bastion, I'm I'm watching that replay to see where I got killed from. And then I'm coming back as Genji or something else, or Farah, and I'm looking for that spot. So the game itself has built in ways to let you know where the threat is coming from. So just remember that, you know, if you're if you've been having a joyride on Bastion and maybe that's been slowing down a little bit, just start switching up your position. For sure, like, I've had uh, moments where, when playing Genji, where I'll be like, alright, the Bastion's gonna be here, obviously, like he was last time. You know, I'll go around the corner, I'll deflect, and he won't be there, and he'll be behind me, and he'll just shred me. And that's how you really start playing him, because playing a stagnant Bastion, like, they're gonna exploit you very quickly with corners, and stuff like that. So having map knowledge is very important when playing them so you can know these key places to be jumping around to every other killer, however you deem to move around. Right, and that's pretty much, that rings true with every hero. It's like, you are not gonna benefit in this game from staying in the same spot the whole map, ever. Yeah, not only do people know where you are, but you're also an incredibly easy target if you just stay still. Yeah. Uh on a quick note of Bastion sitting still in sentry form, um, on his back is a little blue square. You hit that square during sentry form and you do like a million times more damage. So like, it, it's really important for Bastions to constantly move because if someone knows where you are, 
they just come up behind you. They hit you like once in that sweet spot and you're dead. Like, Definitely. Totally. Yeah, I've been on any character and you go right up to the Bastion who's in turret form and just start running in a circle and he's trying to shoot you and you're just running and shooting the little blue thing and then he's dead. So just watch out. So sweet to see that heap of machinery. I know. His death animation is so pretty. Oh, where he just like just falls apart. Yes, and you're like, thank God. (laughs) That's fine. Oh man. Okay, let's move on. Did you just kiss your fingers off? I did. (laughs) I heard it. Like a chef. Très bien. Would you kill that bastion just right? Exactly. Let's move on to Hanzo. Everybody loves Hanzo. Now, uh, Hanzo, he's probably, like, he's what I aspire to get good at, but I find him to be one of the most difficult heroes, just because, like, the travel time and, like, judging when to aim, when people are moving and stuff like that, I find him very difficult to play, but good Hanzos are the most horrifying thing, because they can just flick aim towards you, boom, you're dead. And, um... A thing that they have done in this game to assist in uh, projectiles is they've made the hitboxes for them very large. So let's say I brush my arrow just a couple inches away from Tracer's actual face, it will still register as a hit. So that assists uh, people in getting projectile kills like that. It it kind of promotes uh, going for headshots with Hanzo because if you go for the head, you're really gonna wreck some people. Yeah, it's ridiculous DPS. As I guess Hanzo, and you have that, you have that really powerful, you know, like a, a lot of heroes have mobility, but you have like a straight up wall climb, and you can just climb into really dicky locations and just aim for heads, dude. Uh, in addition with your your left shift, which um gives the vision there it's it's so hard like when you know you you know when a hanzo is good because you just continually die from them you have no clue where the arrow is coming from and again uh with hanzo movement is important if you keep setting up in one spot you're going to die and a good um advantage with hanzo is his gun or i guess a bow is very silent like yeah. You can be shooting at someone and they would barely even notice unless they heard like the whooshing of the of the arrows. Absolutely. It's not like Widowmaker. It's like if you make one wrong move and fire your gun and miss, everybody knows where you are. Yeah. Where you might be. And not old Hanzo. So what's your tip for Hanzo? So I find a lot of new Hanzos, like they'll just, oh, I see some people. I'll just shoot directly at them, not through a wall, nothing like that. And you're never going to get a kill like that. People aren't that stupid that you're playing against. They will move out of the giant swirling dragons. (laughs) So a good thing to do with Hanzo is to do it from unexpected angles. Do it like top... His ult you're saying, right? Yeah, whatever I said. Yeah, his ult. So doing it through walls and stuff like that is a lot more important because it moves so slow that you need to be surprising people. Now, if you're like behind a wall, like directly behind a wall behind someone, that's probably a prime example of where you should use it because they're going to have no time to react. Yeah, when I hear that that call of his alt, I stop what I'm doing and I start scanning in every direction. Like, where, yeah. where are the big worms coming from? Where are the Exactly. Jet and his alt is very useful when um, comboing with other heroes. 
for example, Zarya or May, since they immobilize people. Hell and yeah. it, it, it's it's just a great way to start off pushes and stuff like that because they're all jumbled up because of this all, and then your team can start moving in. Hanzo is he's really powerful in getting in a like I said, dickish location, but I mean it like in a really strategic like strategic way because um you can hold a location and left shift what's it called but the the arrow um that gives like allows you to see through walls and um you can hold a certain location with your e um the only like way to get to the location let's say there's a um narrow pathway you can just continuously scatter shot um if you don't know the scatter shot like you'll shoot it and it'll shoot out in like a cone shape and any wall that'll hit, it'll just bounce off. So you have, if you're any good at, um, like, geometry, let's say, simple geometry as... Simple geometry. Yeah, like, so if, if you know someone's going to go for the, the flank in the cheeky little, like, like alleyway, you can just scatter shot there. And, like, you'll, you will, like, one ball a low, like, a squishy hero. Like, you'll always one-shot them with the... Um, yeah, it, it's pretty shot. dirty sometimes. How yeah, much and... DPS you can do and not even see them. <laughs> Yeah, you guys. on a quick note, Scattershot, because of its um, cone-like nature, if you shoot at someone's foot, it's every single like into their body. So you will like one-shot people if you're playing it right. Man. Yeah, that that touches on my tip for it. If um, if some you know you obviously as Hanzo you don't you don't want to be engaged in close combat. You don't want somebody up in your face because that's you're at a disadvantage there. Um, so the other thing to, the, the two things to do in that situation are to, uh, remember that you can, you can left click, you can short left click to shoot arrows off faster when they're very close to you. Um, always remember to aim above your target at, um, at any length, especially at the longer lengths, um, because it's not a Widowmaker shot. It's not straight. It's going to fall, uh, cause it's an arrow, but, um, again, at close range, um, Juden, you mentioned this, the whole shooting at the feet thing. Scatter shot, shot just in front of somebody who's approaching you or right almost upon you is going to just shred them really really well up close. So that's a, that's a good defensive move if, if scatter shot is off cooldown. Yeah, if you're using your wall see-through correctly, like you'll always get value out of your scatter shot. Um, yeah. Also, um, I see a lot of Hanzos, they they always struggle with dealing with characters like Tracer and Genji because they move around so fast and I think a lot of people, especially me, when <clears throat> people start getting close to you, you go in the panic mode and you're just like, ah, and you're shooting, just praying to Jesus, you know? <laughs> and the thing that you need to do is you just need to take a deep breath when dealing with these squishy heroes, you know, and realize that you only need to get one good shot on a Tracer or a Genji for them to be dead. So just wait, like, realize your surroundings and choose a good moment to be firing and not panicking and just, like, spamming all these arrows around. Bro, so annoying when I'm finally all up on a Hanzo and I'm like, this bitch is going down. This guy has headshot me seven times already. Been approaching the choke point. This fucking guy. I'm still hanging around the corner, and he's killed me like three times around the corner. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm finally. I'm up in his grill. He's fucking dead, and he's not even firing at me. I'm like, look at this, look at this bitch. I'm about to cut his throat. 
He's not even firing at me. Oh, I'm dead again. And then he does a bullcrap, like, flick aim where he just, like, automatically walks to your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to mention that again. Sounds quick. like aimbot. You said flick aim twice now. What do, you, what do you mean by that? So, a lot of... You'll see a lot of uh, Widowmakers and Hanzas doing this, where you get into the muscle memory of... Let's say you're not looking at the enemy, but you automatically flick your cursor over and you're locked on them. This is something that a lot of snipers and things, you need to get used to, to be playing them efficiently, because they're not always going to be like right on your crosshairs, and you need to be, be very accurate when flicking from target to target. I recommend getting better at your aim with stuff like this in the practice range just playing as Hanzo and focusing on a random object and then flicking over to one of the bots that are moving and that will really increase your aim. Higher sensitivity helps, tends to help as well. Yeah, kind of higher help. sensitivity? Yeah, definitely. So I did that. Um, oh, for me it did. Yeah, I, I did that. I, I watched a, a video where they talked about flick aiming and that's why I asked you to explain it because I, I hadn't heard of it until this week when I watched this video. Um, and I, I, I then went there. I went to the, the practice range with all the bots um, that are running around. And I went to the section where they're all coming in and out of the doors and stuff. And I got up on a perch. And I started um, trying to practice this. And my, my sensitivity is too low um, from normal gameplay that when I was trying to practice flick aiming, it just it, it doesn't flick very far if you dulled the sensitivity. So, um, you know, if you want to practice that, you, are, you, you may need to raise the sensitivity on your mouse a little bit um, just so that you can flick you know pretty effectively yeah but there's you also run the risk of don't turn up your sensitivity too high or else you can't make right. the small changes that you need when sniping so finding that perfect medium that's good for you is very important that would be an interesting sort of topic to, to research like which is what, what sensitivity is optimal for everything, if there is such a thing? Yeah, a lot of um, pro gamers, I guess you should call them, they actually run with very low sensitivities, and they have very wide um, mouse pads, so they can just... Be, they're really quick with their movements, so their hand is always like moving around very quickly, so they can get these small little changes in aim. I like how I can hear you aggressively shake your, yeah, your mouth. Yeah, can you hear that? That's me doing it. No one can watch me, but I'm doing it anyways while explaining. I appreciate that. So, All right, so last week I think you threw your mouse, too. Yeah, I did. I appreciated that as well. So I admit I haven't played Hanzo almost at all. Maybe never. I'm not sure. Um, but let's move on to something that I do know about, and that's Junkrat. I think everybody has a soft spot for Junkrat. Oh, yeah, he's great. Run chat. Hero ever. <laughs> he's just, I mean, he says it himself. He's like, I thought I was the com comedic relief. Like, he's, everything he does almost seems like an accident. Or maybe that's just my playstyle with him. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, good. <laughs> but uh, it's just, he's so much fun. And, and just, I think the way he reacts to himself out in the world and when you're playing and stuff. Like, when you drop something and, and it's like, <laughs> oh, that's a good spot for it or something like that. <laughs> Uh, he's just it's it's kind of like a breath of fresh air like when you have been playing i don't know 
Genji or, or Farah or something and it hasn't been working out and you're getting super tilted and you just you haven't been winning lately and you're just like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to go Junkrat and, and mess around. And, you know, he does some serious damage and his ult can do some really devious things and it's just, I think he just sort of brings sort of a, a lighter side to, you know, a game where you can get very emotional and angry. I uh, read an interesting thing on Reddit about him. This is getting kind of off topic from the tips and tricks and stuff like that. No, please. But they, they were talking about how they don't understand how Junkrat is not an annoying character to them. Like, how like annoying he is with his laughing and how he kind of just hobbles around. But they came to the realization that like he's doing what everyone wants to do. He's doing what he loves. He's one of the few people in the game that are just like, just happy to be there, you know. Yeah. And after that, oh, yeah. I kind of he's 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 kind of cute, you know. He's adorable. <laughs> he's a knobbly knee, like peg-legged, hair on fire explosion guy, and his brain has been completely addled by explosions and fire. He's adorable, and all he wants to do is go out and blow up things, just like we all want to do. Exactly. So, I have a tip, before you get into your tip. Um, as you know, when he dies, he lets off, was it, like, eight little bombs all in a row? Something like that. So, if you're being fucked up by somebody, like, let's just say McCree walks up to you, and he's about to shoot you in the face, or Junkrat, or not Junkrat, or Roadhog pulls you over and he's about to shoot you in the face... If you know you're going to die, drop your bear trap immediately. And so your attacker will hopefully stand in it because once you die, he won't be able to get away from your death explosion. And nothing is more satisfying than seeing somebody kill you and then you killing them right after, <laughs> even though you're already dead. <sighs> Happy birthday. So really good. <laughs> really good tip. That was an accident. I always get panicky and I left shift and right click as fast as possible to get out of <laughs> shitty situations, but dying is probably pretty viable um, yeah. on this guy. You can imagine how the person feels. And they're like, oh yeah, just killed this guy so easy, and then nah. Now yeah. you're dead. He's some. Um, I think Junkrat in general, you mentioned like swapping to him in any like, situation. I think that's one of his major strengths. Offensive, like whatever situation, um, because of his primary role um, as like area control. Because, like, if you like, like most payload maps, there'll be like the main entrance and two sides, right? So, let's look at Dorado's payload. So you have the main entrance, the one on the left, and the one on the right. And the right has like a staircase. If you have a junk rat there, there, just fucking loving grenades forever. Like, it just controls that whole area, and you force the team to go into the other two why he's so good at, like, doing what he does. He just, like, area denial. Like, you can't go here, because you'll die, and if you kill me, I'll kill you after I die. <laughs> I find yeah. him to be a really good, um, I wouldn't say a tank counter, but just a tank annoyance. Because if anybody has played Reinhardt, and there's an enemy Junkrat, he's just going to melt your shield. And also, he can just throw his mine over your shield, explode it, and then you go flying, and it just becomes a hot mess. And he's really good at just destroying shields and stuff like that, and using, having his team kind of clean up the mess as well. 
That's true. So satisfying. I've I'm never it's upset. So hard to to miss. Exactly, I and I so. I'm never upset to see somebody choose Junkrat ever. Like he's always gonna come in handy in some way. And honestly, like I don't know how many death replays I've seen where there was nothing to it whatsoever. It's just some asshole Junkrat sitting on the other side of a wall lobbing a bunch of bombs and all you see is the wall he's standing behind and then Thornbrow killed. Eliminated Thornbrow. It's like, fuck you, dude. You didn't even see me. You don't even know where I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the sort of mindset I go into, into when playing Junkrat is... To be good at him, you need to be as crazy as him, is yeah. a way to put it. You <laughs> need to it. be constantly spamming and chokes and always jumping around and just being like, alright, I'm going to use my bomb to jump up here and I'm going to throw it over there towards those guys and disrupt them and just just keep spamming. And that is a very effective way to play him. <laughs> I have no problem spamming. So what is your tip for Junkrat? So I find a lot of people don't know that his tire can easily climb walls just by running up to it and pressing space and it will start climbing the wall um to be good with his alt you should not be just driving it straight towards people because it has what like 50 health 150 something like that so using it to climb up on walls and get up on roofs and drop on top of people is very difficult to shoot and you can get some just dirty team wipes and just multi-kills with that because, <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, um, to trick people up sometimes, um, let's say that there is some people around a corner and let's say, I don't know, they have a barrier on them or Zenyatta's ulting them, so killing them is going to be very difficult. You can just drive your tire into a wall and it will not be moving. So you can use that to buy yourself some time for when the moment is right, and then you oh. can take it outside and explode people. Damn, that's a really good tip. I didn't just, even think of that. Just mind the time on it, because I believe when it goes to zero, your tire just kind of disappears. Mm. Nothing is more annoying when somebody just straight up shoots your tire. Yeah. yeah. I got a tip. Yes. What? So uh, you're a trap. Your e, your e that you can drop as your your bear trap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Junkrat's super effective in um, enclosed spaces or multi entrance buildings and things like that. But it also leaves them exposed. Is obviously the best way to kill somebody's from behind, right? So use your your trap um, in the doorway that you're not facing or at the top of the stairs that are behind you when you're up on a balcony or something like that. So as soon as you that that trap is either destroyed or goes off, you know somebody's there. It's so nice when you uh, catch a uh, like a pesky tracer in your trap because you oh, know yes. they can't rewind or anything, and you're just they're just waiting to die basically. It's yep. great. Just throw your mind at him. Ah, oh, so good. I also have one more tip with uh, oh. Junkrat. Okay. When playing defense on a payload or an objective map, um, putting your trap in front of the spawn as well as your mine in front of the spawn doors and then waiting for the game to start and then having someone walk in, it will notify you when someone goes in your trap. You know how it says triggered in big yeah. giant text? And then you so can use your bomb on them, and then you can just get like instantly a free kill at the beginning of the game from people walking out the spawn doors. 
Oh my god, that's so dirty! Yeah, I know, right? Whenever I see a junk rat, like, walking up to wave in the windows at a starting point, I'm like, alright, I'm looking for the trap. And I aim at the ground on the way out. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's move on to May, because May is Bay. I'll let uh, Juden take this one, because she's the scum um. that plays May. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'm just uh, trying to counteract with the realities of living in a country that's always fun to think I'm cold, you know? as well as like temperature um by playing May. Um May is really <laughs> good at like um much like a lot of the defense heroes, I'm gonna describe her a lot in a way that I described Junkrat just then. Um using her as a tool to control areas. Like her ult is built to do that. Like it literally is a massive AoE freeze and if you don't get out you're frozen. Um so like Anubis, which is like for the first, if you're defending the first choke point, I really love choosing in that um, uh, choke point because um, her ice wall is so powerful at den like area denial. Not not only like literally forcing people out of a certain location, but forcing people to go into like considering what are the effects of me walling off this entryway. So on that same choke point on Anubis, I love to have like a Symmetra set up in one of those cheeky like rooms because at the, the Checkpoint on Anubis has the two really tall entryways and then the two side doors. So you, mm -hmm, would, right. you would close a side door and they'll be all forced into one of them, in which your Symmetra has like 5,000 fucking little AIDS turrets. So, <laughs> like, um, and that's just like, like two minutes into the game and you're definitely going to get a kill out of that um, strategy. But like May is just really powerful at like forcing people not only away from her because everyone hates play the game because you're frozen you cannot do anything at all so um yeah she's really good at pissing people off and yeah, no kidding. controlling locations with her e. for sure like yeah. when it comes to king of the hill for example king of the hill she's so great at contesting points to the point where it's just like it's just complete crap because like let's say your whole team's dead but they haven't may she'll alt freeze some of you guys and then she'll ice block and then you can't kill her and you're just waiting around and then she'll get out of it and instantly throw up a wall to protect herself and then her whole team is there again and you can't cap the point because <laughs> she's dancing around it and it's <laughs> it's pretty annoying <laughs> so her walls um can be cancelled thankfully so really? when you block uh, like an enemy soldier's uh, all and he's screaming at you you can press E again and it will cancel the wall so please please keep that in mind Maze please thank you <laughs> I, I like how your tip focuses on like because you've been griefed by your own team's maze so much that you want <laughs> you want to tell people you can cancel the E so they stop fucking well it's important really yeah, really so important I didn't I... know that until you told me I think I was, I've was i been foiled more by my own maze, like on my team, rather than enemy maze. For yeah, sure. A, 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 tip on, a, a tip with maze, um, her E is literally like a, like a physical block, and like you put it in the, in the game, if, if that makes sense. So it's like a wall. Lucius can wall ride maze wall. Like it's a physical, like, heart charging and you know you're gonna die just just wall he'll literally hit the wall and then like 
it'll cancel like a lot of things and I think using the E not only as area denial but like let's say there's a piece of shit oh sorry a mercy won't get off like a like a soldier that's like screwing up your team if you wall the line between mercy and soldier you've broken that that link and you've nice. forced their like like 100 HP support to be by herself and she can't just left ship because there's literally a wall in the way <laughs> so and, and another tip for Maze's ice wall is you can use it on the ground underneath you and that um, allows Maze to move vertically as well so you know like uh, if I'm trying to control like a payload or oh, sorry a like control point map I like to E the ground underneath me because everyone will be focused straight forward on the ground and then just suddenly big ice wall where the fuck did May go oh she's on top <laughs> They, they they swap for me and then I ice block and like I'm like under sunset is um really really good she's really good at that. Um, Fist also she shared a video a while ago showing ah, yes. how you can help uh, use May walls with your teammates and what was one of the examples they showed there Fist? It was uh, putting little baby Bastion on top of a wall. And little baby Bastion just pops up over a wall and starts shooting from a random spot that nobody expected little baby Bastion to be. So little baby Bastion's <laughs> alting, and they're all on the point, and you just raise him up over a wall, and he can just shoot everybody, and it's hilarious. From and... a direction they're not expecting, because it yeah, shouldn't exactly. be up there. Yeah, exactly, and up high. Yeah, so... you'll have to link that in the show notes or something, because that video is a, is a sight to see. It was amazing, and it just... It just reinforces, like, sometimes you have to... This game kind of forces you to think outside of the box sometimes, and it's really interesting to see what people can come up with. Yeah, I, uh, one quick one quick last tip for, for May. Um, her, don't underestimate her right-click. Her right-click is a pretty decent DPS. Uh, it's almost like a shotgun shot. Because obviously everybody knows her left click is the thing that freezes you slowly, but the right click is, uh, I mean, everybody kind of has seen that after you've been frozen solid and you're staring her in the face and she just kind of smiles and tilts her head and shoots you in the head. Uh. It's her right click that she's shooting you with, but you you needn't only be in that situation. You can also just be firing those bad boys right into their... Uh, into the group of enemies when they're grouped upon a payload or on a point or something like that, and it just it, it just it hits hard. So don't underestimate yeah. that bad boy. Hate that shit. Yeah. That thing hardly has any drop off as well for a projectile. Like, yeah, it goes forward, but it it really goes <laughs> fucking straight and shit. Like you can really out snipe a widow because your shots are gonna go quicker because she has to charge up her shot. And we'll talk about that more later. But you can spam that right click and like you can out snipe people a lot of the time. With me, yeah. Oh, I died to a Widowmaker. We were in a we were one v one in a room. We like surprised each other as as we were passing by each other, and so it was a, a sudden one v one. And I uh, I died to her, um, and as she was you know walking away, you know how you have that that second or so after you've been killed where you're still on your own camera. Yeah. And <laughs> she's running past me at like no health with a. Uh, with like a an icicle stuck through her at the calf of her leg, she's running away. <laughs> oh, guys, don't get me started about Widowmaker. When we get to her, there's gonna be a rant that's gonna happen, guys. It's okay, gonna be very cool. serious. Okay, well before that, let's let's go to Torbjorn. Please tell me about old Torby. So I might have rant time here. 
on this fucking guy. So Torby is um he's the backbone of your team. He's the he's what's going to be supporting your team with damage and shields and stuff like that. He's very good at um he's surprisingly good at countering Winston because um if you didn't know, there's multiple different kinds of health in this game and shields is one of them and he can supply his team with shields and these shields absorb a lot of damage that that like little attacks do so things like tracers bullets they do very minuscule damage but there's a lots of them so shields can absorb that very easily along with Winston's uh, electrify gun so when you have a lot of small annoyance characters like that that just do little amounts of damage with like a bunch of bullets or something like that. Picking Torb is a very prime example for um, countering them. He's he's very good at countering just annoyance characters in general. For example, I've had a lot of moments when playing Genji where I can't be alting and destroying everybody on the point because there's a Torb there whose turret is going to be constantly shooting at me and I can't really do that much about it. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to escape the turret, and you always have to plan around it because that thing auto locks you. Um, and you know, ridiculous you can't range. Jump, like away. Yeah, it, it catches, and not only is it for your team, it really is good at notifying your team. Oh, there's a cheeky fucking tracer here, like trying to like quickly get to your backline. Because like the moment it sees you, like a massive blue line just bang instantly. Like oh, fuck, like there's clearly someone in our backline. It's a really good tool to um, uh, locate um, the um, backline harassers on the enemy team. And um, the th people that you need to look at when playing uh, Torbjorn are Widowmakers, because they can ex like exploit the sight lines that your turret doesn't see. And she can just easily snipe it down because it's a stationary target. Also, uh, our boy Junkrat, he's very <laughs> good at... Uh, at destroying his turrets because he doesn't even need to see the turret to kill it, you know? He can just lob oh, bombs yeah. into the room where it is, or whatever, and it's dead. Also, his um, his alt is very good at destroying it as well, because you can just sneak up behind it and just, just click and it's dead. <laughs> so satisfying, by the way. I, I think a quick extension of our Bastion discussion applies to... Torbjorn as well because um, in between team wipes or like when you know like assuming like it's a solo queue game and you know people like people walk in one by one eventually someone's gonna know where your turret's at like it's you've killed them they death cam they can see it so being smart about swapping locations of your turret to a completely different angle what Nimbani's um, first control to get onto the payload I have it in that little room on the side on the right side coming into the the um the control point yeah. and then once I've killed like maybe a few people I'll quickly swap it to like the top right I'll swap it to the left and consistently changing this location is a real pain in the ass for the enemy team and like it, it's like no effort for you at all like you just left shift and you hit it a few times and then you have this monster DPS machine it cannot miss and it's always moving <laughs> so Always moving that is really important to being successful with Tor because you you know you've seen the shit talks who like you like step a turret in front of you and they just start smashing it and you're like dude what are you doing like always have it like preemptively thought out I'm gonna move it here here or here yeah 
and get play of the game. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so what's your what's your tip? Understand. All right, so I'm gonna do some. This is some pretty in-depth stuff with here with Torb. I haven't, I literally haven't played one second as Torb since the game went live, but I have some very nice tips for him. So, his hammer when upgrading your turret, the hit act actually registers when you click your button. So that animation does not matter at all. So huh. what you can do is. You click it, and then you can just swap to your other gun, start shooting things, and then go back, and you can start hit it again. This also helps when dealing with pharas that are shooting at your turret. You can click it, you can back up, and you complete your animation, but that doesn't really matter. And then she shoots, but you don't get hurt by the splash damage. And then you can go back to your turret, click it again, back up, and just keep repeating the cycle. Ugh. Another thing, a lot more in-depth thing to do with him is you can increase the build rate of your turret by around one second by clicking and then quickly pressing your number two button to go to your gun and then pressing number one to go back to your hammer uh. and then you can click it again this is faster than completing the animation so you can build it even faster by one second oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh yeah i know right it's it's some dirty stuff I don't know if we should be telling people this. Yeah, I know. These, <laughs> might, these might just be blatant exploits, but... Rip um, us. Clever use of game mechanics, we'll call it that, okay? Sure. <laughs> well, I, I think it's fine, because it's just animation cancelling, but it sounds really complicated, but you just swap weapons in between hits to... Exactly. To stop the full swingy... Because he does the left click, and he puts out his little, like, weird wrench hand, and, like, hits the middle of that, and that takes forever, so if you just swap, like... Instant turrets, guys. Play the game. Hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. What hard work? Okay, and we're gonna finish up today with Widowmaker. Alright, guys. So around a week ago, or no, I should start this off with around a month ago, I hated Bastion. Around two weeks ago, I hated McCree. But I could honestly not care about those guys after playing against Widowmaker. Once you get in the high ranking matches, if the enemy Widowmaker is just good, the, the game's over. And the reasons behind this is her charge up for her gun to do as much damage as it can is very quick. I believe it's like two seconds, and then you can do a full charge shot. Yeah. Ugh. And then. For some reason, Blizzard, you made the sniper class have an assault rifle, so if you get close to her, she still does ridiculous damage. Mind you, a clip that is a lot bigger than Soldier 76's, the assault rifle character. So what they've done is, snipers in almost all games, their weakness is that people can flank them very easily. But since she has a mine that does 75 damage and an assault rifle that's really good, it's not that easy. So if you say a good counter to her, let's say is Winston. Nuh uh uh, if you have a good Widowmaker, she can just <laughs> grapple hook away and just keep peppering you with bullets. And you can't do anything because your jump pack is out of four second cooldown, so you're just sitting down there with your. Oh my god, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and of course her team is protecting her and she can just keep sniping down the hole and what's your team gonna do? I'm gonna keep playing soldier and keep trying to shoot her and it's not gonna work and I can't play Genji because I'll press my reflect button they'll be like oh hey, that's that's pretty cute and then they'll just shoot me right after oh <laughs> Sorry she, she's pretty powerful she's ridiculously powerful and she needs some sort of nerf I think but on with the tips. Think, yeah, like you can justify the nerf, but like keep in mind, um, those widows you've been bursting are like fucking forty-hour widowmakers or something. You yeah, they're like so much CSGO of like, pros. Yeah, your average widow is really crap. Um, I think so. Like tries really too hard to like pull off these cool shots and like. Um, but yeah, I have uh, the um ridiculous widowmaker. Just bang, bang, bang. Play the game every time. Wish I could do that. But me too. <laughs> when playing Widowmaker, um, and dueling against another one, movement is key. If you're just sitting there and just like, all right, when you come around this corner, I'm gonna shoot you. It's not going to work because they have a mental note of exactly where you're standing. So a good Widowmaker can flick aim again. A very important thing when playing sniper classes. She can just hit your head. So when dueling another Widowmaker, you need to be you need to be scoping in and out and dodging and crouching and all this fancy stuff. Not mine. I saw it in another video where where um, somebody was kind of uh, highlighting, not really complaining actually, even though I feel like okay, my version of this is a complaint. Um, the the hitbox for a headshot uh, we touched on this earlier is rather large and. Um, so much so that in some demonstration videos, they've shown that you can actually, you can actually headshot a character who is around a corner if they are right at that corner, uh, if they're standing right at the edge. Then, um, if you have you have roughly the sp roughly the space of their head next to their head, so if you take the measurement of their head on your screen and you just double it off to the side on either side and above. It all counts as a headshot. So Great. they can literally be around a corner, and you can shoot right at the edge of that corner and still hit them as a headshot and one-shot them and, and kill them. So I've sat there, I've sat there and complained on watching so many replays where I died, and I'm like, what? I'm not even. I'm around the fucking corner. <laughs> and then, you know, I watched the replay, and I'm like, yeah, still around the corner. And then I saw this video, and I'm like, okay, well, so obviously, and that's part of what you were talking about earlier. Understand is the the hitbox being larger. Um, I, I assume they're going to fix this part of it, though, because I can't imagine it's intended that you can be hit around a corner, you know? That's got to be a mistake. I I think they've also done that to assist in how fast this game really plays. So, like, I feel like... That makes sense. When playing this game without hitboxes like that, it becomes a lot more difficult because in this game, things move around very, very fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's but maybe some but... tweaking should happen. And and see that makes sense, but I feel like it has to be like dynamic, right? So if you're if you're in motion, the hitbox gets bigger. Oh but yeah, if you're stationary, I, I see what you, mean. you know, like you know, if you're stationary and somebody's around the corner, like they probably shouldn't be getting hit. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you both for coming. Um, we're gonna touch on tanks probably next week, and maybe even healers as well. Um, but thank you guys for being here. This is really stimulating and I kind of want to go and 
be an asshole in Overwatch right now. <laughs> I'm glad my discussions yeah. are stimulating. <laughs> <laughs> let's play some Mafia. Yeah, let's do it. Definitely. LB Newsline. News you can use, unless you refuse. Okay, so um, we saw the Warcraft movie twice. Um, both times were an advanced screening because we were very, very lucky. And um, and very, very special. Very. <laughs> we, we did a good <laughs> job. <laughs> um, but uh, we're not, we know that um, it's still... Uh, not available in some places, including Australia, um, and our Australian listeners are especially important to us, yeah. so we've got a few impressions. Um, we're huge down under. We're very big down under. Huge. Really, really big. Yes. Um, just take a look. Yeah, so big. Um, <laughs> so we have some overall impressions, but we're going to try not to give any spoilers. But, um what were your impressions without spoilers? <laughs> I was waiting for you to go into it. Okay. Um, I can start if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, The only thing I wanted out of this whole thing, the whole Warcraft movie thing, was for the movie to be a good movie. You know? It, um, I knew yeah. I knew ahead of time that the, they stated the lore was going to be a little bit different. Um, and that's just the way it is with adaptation, anything. Yep. Um, so I knew that was going to happen. Um, I knew that it wasn't going to, you know, be all about the, 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 the WoW player. You know, I, I knew that it wasn't going to be just like Easter egg after Easter egg after nugget after inside joke after esoteric joke, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I knew that because it has to be fun for everybody. Even people who don't play. So I wasn't expecting that either. Um, all I wanted was a movie that was good. Was a movie that people who don't play WoW would go and see and say, Hey, I had a good time. That was a good movie. It was cool looking. It was exciting. Um, and that's all that I wanted. And honestly, that's what I got. It was a good fun movie. And it was exciting. It looked really good. Sounded really good. Um, it was actually really funny at times. It was heartwarming at times. And there were a few little nuggets of great gamer Easter eggs and, and nods to yeah. hardcore people and, and little tiny things that you might miss. But if you catch them, they're great. And that's all I wanted. And that's what I got. And I'm just very happy. I, I agree with everything. And, and honestly... Um... Any listener to the show knows that we are horrid through and through. Mm -hmm. um, we we our blood runs red with horde red and horde black, and that mm -hmm. makes no sense. Anyway, um, we're making the horde. Uh, but what I was afraid of was that um, a lot of people um, say that that the Blizzard founders and such are are very horde centric, um, and I think in some ways they're probably correct. Um, there's just a, there's a lot of love for the horde on yeah. that end of things, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I still think they keep things pretty balanced um, because there's far more of the dirty alliance bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> which I like to tease. But um, I don't feel like this. I feel like the horde comes out of this in a big way. Not no, not in a big way. I feel like 
this is definitely not horde centric no, and i feel it, like it it's certainly not any sort of glorified for either mm, side mm -mm. no and um, but like people might get the wrong idea about the horde just because you know of the particular piece of lore in which was highlighted in this movie and right can i read you a text that i wrote to my mother after she asked me if the movie was good Please do. I think that's great context because you're talking to somebody who doesn't know anything about this world. Exactly. I said, when you see it, please promise not to judge the Horde too harshly. It wasn't our finest moment in history, but we all have to start somewhere. Well put. Thank you. I mean, that's what happened, you know? Like, that is our history. Yeah. Shit happened. Shit on both sides happens all throughout history. And in this particular piece of lore, we are not, we don't look too great. Right. Uh, considering. But, um. And if you're, a, if you're a lore buff, you know all this already. Yeah. So it's just nice to see it come to life on the screen. And God, did they make it gorgeous. They did. It is so beautiful. And they did put in music from the game. And it was just, beautiful. hearing it at a movie theater was just. <sighs> and hearing about them talking about like battle plans and positioning groups of fighters in all of these various areas yeah. and naming off all these places on the map from the game. And, yeah. uh, it's just great to be in it. Just be up to your neck in the world. Yep. And how often do you see a movie where you look across the landscape and you know where they are? It's like if yes. somebody shot a movie in your hometown and you're like, oh, I know exactly where that is in yeah. relation to where this is, you know? It's... I tweeted at Duncan Jones the other day, and he retweeted me, and I just said, you know, great job with the movie. It felt like going home, and it really did. So awesome. Totally. So. Um, and so awesome that he retweeted you. That's actually really cool. Yeah, we're totally besties now. My God. So um, we'll have more on this um, with spoilers probably next week or the week after. Um, but yeah, all in all, I loved the movie. I did as well. And I want to add one last thing. Don't be afraid to cheer. There are a lot of other people <laughs> in the crowd with you in whatever theater you're going to see it in. Most of the people in that room are there because they have some background in the game, because they love the lore, because the universe is something that means something to them on some level. Just let loose. Just just show the love because they're all going to reflect it right along with you and you're just going to have an even better time. Absolutely. All right. So um, we have one more... or. Actually, we only have one piece of WoW news um, this week, and it's very yep. exciting for me in particular. Why? Uh -uh, because, okay. So, this Thursday, June 16th, 11 a.m. PDT and 7 p.m. CET, there's going to be a Legion Q&A on the Warcraft Twitch uh, page. With Ian Hesekostis. Uh-oh. Mm -mm. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see him. Oh my goodness. I cleared my calendar on that day because after that QA, I'm done. I'm done for the day. Just done for the day. You're done. I You're out. I can't. I can't. I can't. Scan you in. I can't. I can't. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, so that's Thursday, June 16th, 11 a.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash Warcraft. That's right. And look for me in, in the chat just blowing it up with inappropriateness. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You're going to get banned. Probably. Worth it. Now it's time to talk about Heroes of the Storm. Because we know you can't stop talking about it either. 
So, upcoming this week, the day after the Ian has a Ghostless interview, mm-hmm. is the Brawl with the Blues for Medivh. Brawl with the Blues for Medivh. So Medivh's coming to the Nexus. Um, on the back of appearing in the Warcraft movie. That's not a spoiler. He's Smart in the, move. all the stuff they're leading up yep, to the movie. Um, Medivh will make his appearance, uh, and whereas you may be dealing with younger versions of people or earlier versions of people in the movie, this is full-fledged Medivh and all his power uh, showing up in the Nexus to blow bitches up. So, Hell yeah. Uh, Friday, June 17th, 11 a.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash blizzheroes. Uh, Trixler will be joined by um, the requisite four other people. Uh, we've got Follow Grubby, who's a huge caster, um, and he's really awesome, um, Euro-based. And Staten, Sinvicta, whose uh, YouTube channel is really good. And friend of the podcast, TBK Zord of the Lords of the Storm podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah, congrats, buddy. That's Great. pretty sweet company you're in. Uh, so we'll have the link in the show notes, and definitely go and check that out on Friday this week. For the brawl with the blues for Medivh. Hell yeah. I think it's time for some motherfucking shout outs. Shout outs, yay, yay. So the question this week was, what would your Warcraft movie be about? I love that question. That's a really good question. Oh, thank you. So, you want to get started? I do. I want to I switch it up this time. Do you, what would your Warcraft movie be about? I want to hear yours. Um, either my own character, because I find her story very interesting... Um, or I think probably I would be really interested to see sort of a biopic about, or maybe like a documentary sort of thing about the history of the Torin. Ooh. Yes, I'd very much like to see that. Why the Torin? Um, just like their lore in particular really resonates with me, and I think that it would be a beautiful movie. Oh, no doubt. Totally. What about you? Mine would be about the Blood of the Scribe Guild. Aw, that's Surprise, sweet. surprise. I know I'm terribly creative in this, but I, I've i said a billion times on this, and I'll say it one more time, that uh, you know this has been around since the end of 2008. It's been full of groups of friends over and over, and that group of friends has just evolved and changed and increased and decreased, and people have come and gone, and there's so many people we're still friends with who haven't even touched the game in years but we're close friends with on, on things like Facebook and we keep up with them all the time. We know exactly what's going on in their lives. They're cheering them on from the sidelines. And I just feel like guilds are something that are not celebrated enough in the game. And there's nothing more special to me than my guild. You said you know so often. I know. Hey, who would play me in the movie? Ooh. John Stamos? <laughs> oh, clearly the most beautiful person on the planet. So, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to uh, the Twitter responses. So uh, our War Chief Fulgen at Chief Fulgen says, The history of the troll empires. Predictable, but great. Makes sense to me. I'd watch the shit out of that movie. Hell yeah. Chris Hall at Tremont Rhino says, I think just following a group from level 1 to 20, Northshire Abbey through Westfall. Hashtag vanilla, hashtag kobolds, <laughs> hashtag hogger, hashtag defias, hashtag venqueef. Makes sense to me. Um, Laura Menethil at Bad DPS says, One word for me, Arthas. Mwahahaha. <laughs> <laughs> With an evil smiley on there. Uh, part Shark says, That's under. That's Part underscore Shark says, Jumping around Stormwind waiting for my, bu- my dungeon queue to start. <laughs> I think we can all relate to that. Jumping around a major city waiting for something to queue. 
It'd be a horrible movie, though. It'd be a great movie. <laughs> Chad Glunt at Wargus uh, underscore AIU says, An anti-hero story, a rogue and his three stealthy friends oh. lying in wait for hapless stragglers crossing the field of strife in AV. Oh, nice. Yes. And no. <laughs> at St. Elsewhere says, An old human and an old orc sitting in a pub trading stories that depict classic pre-cladicalism quest chains. Ooh, nice one saying elsewhere. That would be wonderful. Uh, Scarlet at Scarlet97 says, Illidan. Some more Illidan. Did I mention Illidan? <laughs> I think she likes Illidan. <laughs> I think so. At Bordardo says, A Draenei Shaman awakening after the crash to find himself on a foreign world and in search of answers. Ooh. I guess that could be interesting. It's almost like Castaway or The Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, Kara at Zandara says, My mage running through Lobby Dungeons casting Arcane Explosion repeatedly. So basically Indiana Jones, right? <laughs> right. Indiana Jones so. with AoE. <laughs> at Robin Bartlett 16 says, A non-serious answer. Adaptation of Vol'jin, Shadows of the Horde. Definitely. And she tagged, uh, er, and they tagged uh, Chief Vol'jin in that, so. Oh, nice. See, I didn't catch that. That could be a legit movie. <laughs> I also um, hadn't read that book, so I, I don't, I didn't know the reference. Yeah, our friend Mastamud at Mastamud says Rise and Fall of Tyrion Fordring. Oh, see, that'd be a good movie. That's a great idea. Definitely. It's a great storyline. Uh, uh, understand who's at Plat underscore Monkey says Goldshire in Winky Face. That, that is a movie would be with a different hot. rating. That'd be a hot movie. <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that by myself. <laughs> Um, Matthew at Madagon <laughs> says, Thrall and Jaina, Fifty Shades of Green. Hello! That's not cool, though. <laughs> Thrall's married. <laughs> at That Darn Cats, which is at Cats and Cats and Cats, <laughs> says, TLDR, it'd be about me having played this game for almost a decade and still having zero clue regarding any of the lore whatsoever. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of lore. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of lore. Uh, Big G at Gravenau says, One lone Murloc's quest to avenge his fallen brethren. It's title Marambo. I, w- uh, I would watch the shit out of that movie. Hell yeah. That that movie needs to happen. Please, please make that movie. And Spanky Hunter at Richard Kearney J says, The story of Mankirk, John Wick style, where he takes revenge on everyone leaving a body count that even Garrosh says whoa. 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 <laughs> That's also a really good one. Poor Mankirk, man. Seriously. Well, thank you, everybody, for those awesome answers. Those are really good answers. Seriously. Um, maybe somebody, you know, in the movie Persuasion is listening, and maybe maybe one of those movies will get made. I don't know. There's good ones in there, honestly. Definitely. Listener feedback time. Because the more you write, the less we have to. Thanks. So, um, we have Juden and Understand back again. Uh, Juden, when you play with her, um, she has almost like code names or nicknames for all of the, uh, the Overwatch heroes, and she's going to share them thusly, but the question of the week for this week, um, will be, uh, do you have any 
uh, nicknames for your favorite Overwatch heroes. So without further ado, Junior, yeah. would you please and, enlighten us? And whether they're like the real nickname that you actually call them by or something that you just call them by as a nickname because you just blurted it out in the moment. We want to yeah. hear about all of those. Yeah. Uh, for me, all of mine have been like blurted out at the moment. Some of them just <laughs> really suck. Um, <laughs> so, oh, oh, we'll go. Holy shit. Okay, Genji, uh, I like to call him, um, I I've written in my document, keeps fucking jumping, because like when we're playing, it's like, oh, can you kill the guy? I remember maybe two nights ago, I played a game with some um, other friends, and I yelled out Super Mario, because he just keeps on fucking jumping. <laughs> so, that, that's that's um, also a name that, that I've stuck to. Understand, do you want to give you Genji name? I understand, do you have a Genji name? Um, Weeaboo. That that's that's what he is because he's like this <laughs> anime obsessed, like an anime lover's wet dream of a character. Pretty so much. He, he's the weeaboo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, McCree, I like to call him Cowboy Jones because I'm like cowboy, obviously cowboy. Um, right. Jones, like I'm trying to think of like <laughs> stupid cowboy shitty like stereotype name. So Cowboy Jones, <laughs> Jones is pretty appropriate, I think. Um, Fire to me is the um. Oh, it was, it was one of you guys who coined the name. I screamed out, kill... You know, Egyptian bitch, yeah. She's Egyptian. Yeah. Rocket, Egyptian that. rocket bitch. Egyptian rocket bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah. Um, Reaper's hard to name. I call Reaper Reaper. Uh, right. Soldier is called Call of Duty Man to me. Uh, Tracer is called Cavalry, because, you know... Yeah, you know, it, I'm Cavalry's sure you here. Know I'm about. She's here, Cavalry's here. Uh, Bastion is... Is turret, um, like turret over there, turret, turret, even though you know, he's, he's a fucking turret. A turret. I mean, he's, he's a turret. He's a fucking turret to me. Um, <laughs> I'm so, I've yelled it so many times, like, kill, kill bowman, bowman. <laughs> I like to, like, man with a bow, got it. I, li I, I like to mutter, what fucking year is this? Like, bowman. <laughs> uh, junk, junk rat is obviously the Australian meth addict. Like, look at his face. He's got a meth obviously. face. Like, the guy's a hardcore abuser. But a lovable meth face, am yes. I right? You love him. Yeah, pretty good. Mate's obviously Frost Mage, because she's got Ice Block and Ice Lance and Cone of Cold. <laughs> and fucking... Torbjorn, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I've screamed so many times, Ragnaros, dude. It's Ragnaros because he screams Molten Core during his ultimate. And that was the only <laughs> connection my... My brain could have made, so I heard multiple calls like, oh, fucking rag, here he comes. <laughs> um, would it make it to me is the French lesbian, due to all the French foreign films I watch really late at night on really discreet channels on TV. <laughs> Why is she a lesbian? Because she's French. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Divas, obviously, your, your, your run-off-the-mill gamer grill. Oh, well, that rhymed. Holy shit. Whoa, oh, when did the Reinhardt's a German engineer. Roadhog is Hodrog. I, I I don't know. That's my favorite. Know. Everybody calls him Hodrog uh, now because of you. Yeah, Hodrog. And Zarya's a sexy butch, you know, because mm. you know, you she know. is. You, you'll let you'll let her dominate you with that huge gun. <laughs> um, I want her to Lucio... crush my head like a watermelon with her thighs. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lucio is just called Lucio. I couldn't come up with something. Mercy is not Mercy. Mercy is please kill Mercy. Kill Mercy, please. <laughs> like, because I'll never just please. say Mercy. <laughs> Symmetra is more 
but I've, I've slowly started to call her teleporter, like teleporter online, and like people get me, you know what I mean? Yeah, and Sanyata that makes sense. is robotic butter, so robo butter or robota. So we're, we're gonna put up the uh, infographic you made so everybody can see, and <laughs> oh. hopefully uh, we can start a sort of revolution, a hodrog uh, revolution. Egyptian bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So is that uh, is that about it? Yeah, that's it. I think that's maybe maybe time to sign off then here for uh, old episode fifty six. Yeah, I think so. All right then. Well, um, thanks, Fist. I mean, you know, it's weird doing this in a different place for once, but uh, definitely. But I'm definitely glad it wasn't by myself. Right, from my bathroom to yours. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> hey, gang, we need your help. We're tagging this shitbox as a community focused podcast. But so far, it's just been us talking shit. We need you to give us stuff. Delicious content, like questions, topics to cover, content segments, guild stories, emails, and disputes that need settling. We'll even get some shoutouts and accept your own podcast commercials for promotion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Please. Okay, as you may have heard... I'm going to be working nights, so that means more time for video games and less time for other things, like cleaning, cooking, yard work, basically everything you need to be an adult with the exception of work and personal hygiene. So don't bother me between hours of midnight to 2300. Basically, just don't call at all for the next 24 hours, for the next two weeks, okay? In the meantime, I need you to work on anything that does not involve asking me for carries for Akimondon. Whatever. It's been a long night. Bye. Thanks for lagging balls together with us today. Here's where you can find and follow the show. Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. And for YouTube and Google+, search for Lagging Balls Official until we have 500 followers and then we'll get a custom URL. Ooh, if you enjoyed the show, the easiest way to help the show is to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. We truly appreciate it. Special thanks to bensound.com for all the music used on this show. And be sure to catch us next week on Lagging Balls! Come on. No, it's fine. Okay, so... I can't get that high, so I have to fake it when I try to do that. That sounds weird with no context. <laughs> <laughs>